Welcome to the first episode of Thin Fat Line. I could not be more nervous to put that this this out there. I can't even talk. Um, this episode probably got a little nutty because when I went to actually go record, my microphone was not communicating with all my equipment, which was just really fun, but I thought, heck with it. I am just going to record this whole thing for my iPhone, so I am currently laying down on the floor of my closet recording this episode. I really hope you enjoy it. Um, This is, I decided to start this off a little different and started off with a letter that I wrote to 15-year-old Whitney, and then I talked to my 15-year-old daughter on the coming of age and body image. I hope that you enjoy it, and welcome to Thin Fat Line. Welcome to Thin Fat Line, the podcast that explores the line between loving yourself just as you are and the unhealthy and toxic things we do and say, sometimes in the name of health. Hosted by Whitney Andrews, a girl who has been coming to terms with her own journey of health and self-love for as long as she can remember. Warning, the following conversations may be triggering and may discuss sensitive topics. Please move forward as you feel comfortable. The goal of this podcast is to create a conversation and community of support and understanding. Welcome to Thin Fat Line. Okay, before I really get into the letter, I think that I need to stop and back up and talk about where this came from and the idea for this podcast. So this podcast was born from the idea that, I don't know, I have struggled with my um, body and how I saw myself for as long as I can remember. And there have been so many pivotal moments in this journey that have really just given me a lot to mull around and life experiences. And I think Really, the idea is that I'm asking the question, where does the line fall between things we do that truly serve our health and the really toxic things we do in the name of health and where body confidence, body neutrality and everything falls in that. And the truth is, I don't know where it falls. I am not claiming to know where it falls and I'm not claiming to be an expert. I am currently working on my body. But what I do feel really confident in saying is that I think that we can really have this neutrality about our body and love ourselves and be proud of ourselves and honor ourselves while still working on ourselves. And I think that's something that I see on the regular and I have worked for within the industry, whether it be in meal prep or in gyms. And it's always kind of this catch-22. I think a lot of times the sales aspect of it is built on this inerr- in assumed and um, internalized shamed that people may have. Because I think for so long that shame was like really drilled into us. Like you can't like yourself as you are. You must always be striving for better in the end. And let me tell you something. I'm an Enneagram 8. I am a high-functioning, high-performance person who always believes that I can work harder today than I did yesterday. But I think when it comes to 
all of that, it's a fine line between where shame falls into that. And maybe that's really where I'm asking where the line is. But in all this, in in the sales and the working and everything, it's something that clicked a couple of years ago that I needed to really stop working to change my body and to find my health as it came to carrying around excess fat and stuff and really start working on my feelings, my emotions and my thoughts around both my body but also food and different aspects of my body. So I have thighs, I don't have fat thighs. I have a stomach, I don't have a fat stomach. I have excess fat and I work really hard not to tie emotion to that. I also come from a background of really disordered eating across the spectrum, whether it be not eating enough, and you'll hear a little bit about that in Letter to 15-Year-Old Me, to binge eating. I really allowed people into my journey for health a while back, and it got really personal, and it scared me to really show my flaws. And as I've become more confident in who I am, And as an adult, I wanted to find a way to really invite other people in to have a conversation about all of this, which is where Thin Fat Line was born. So the hope for this is that you will be hearing from me, who is not an expert on any of this, who really is speaking from her own personal experiences. We'll talk to other people who aren't experts at all, who are speaking from their own personal experiences, but also we're going to hear from experts in the health industry. And I'm going to be really frank with you. Some of the experts I'm probably not going to agree with, and I'm going to really work hard to not argue or push the point, but really let them speak. Because I realize and recognize that what is right for me may not be right for you. And I think it's really important that people hear a variety of voices And just because it may not be something that works for my life does not mean that it is inherently wrong. Um, I am not that, my ego is not that big and fragile. With that said, I invite you to be a part of the the community, to part of the conversation. You can find me on Instagram. My name is Whitney Andrus. You can find my personal page at witandrus, W-H-I-T-A. A-N-D-R-U-S, or you can find at Thin Fat Line on TikTok and Instagram. So that's at Thin Fat Line. Pretty easy to find. With that said, enjoy this episode. I hope you really love it, and um, I hope you come back for more. Dear 15-year-old Whitney, this is the first year that you really compared yourself to somebody else. Man, that makes me sad for you. It's the first year you do it, but it won't be the last. And I'm going to keep this letter short and sweet to you because I could tell you all the ways that you should see yourself. But what I really want to tell you is all the things that you need to stop saying to yourself. You're so worried about being nice and kind to other people that I watched you time after time give up on the things that you really wanted. You didn't go after them because you felt like other people deserved them more than you. I wish I could tell you to stop standing in front of that mirror and saying those God-awful things to yourself. 
You wouldn't look better if your stomach was just a little flatter. You're totally fine. And in fact, one day you're going to meet somebody who talks about how amazing that little soft spot is. I wish I could tell you that a sausage McGriddle and a Smoothie King Angel food is not enough fuel for the day. It's certainly not enough fuel for the two spin classes, cardio, and weight training that you're going to do at the gym. I think a lot of the gym for you is a social atmosphere, but I think it also has become an obsession. I wish I could tell you to wear sunscreen. Seriously, wear sunscreen. More than anything, I just wish I could have you see yourself as I see you now. I think that so much of where you are is just scared to let go of all the thoughts. Because if we aren't thinking about ourselves critically and how we look and and what we eat and how we work out, it goes against everything that we're being taught. Spoiler alert that Seventeen Magazine doesn't know everything. All the beautiful people aren't tiny people and tiny and skinny is not synonymous with beauty. You know what's synonymous with beauty? Kindness. Honoring your body. You know what's synonymous with beauty? Self-respect. I wish that you could see the gym as not a punishment for what you ate, but as a celebration of what you're capable of doing. And the sad thing is, is here I sit almost 25 years later, and I think all these things that I'm telling you, I want to tell you because if you believe them at 15, by the time I'm 39 and I'm sitting here writing this letter to you, Maybe it's just second nature. Second nature to really love myself and respect myself and honor myself. Second nature to look in the mirror and be like, damn, she fun. But above all, I know you're doing the best you can. I know that you think it's just normal to hate yourself and compare yourself to the people around you. And what I really wish I could tell you that while it may be normal... It's not healthy. You are loved and you are worthy of honor. So go out there. Let go of that toxic mentality and those terrible things you say to yourself in the mirror. And go live your life. Go have fun. Go after the things you want. And just be kind to yourself. Because I care a lot about you. And we got a lot of life left ahead. Sincerely, 39-year-old Whitney. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, so I am sitting down. I figured I wrote a letter to 15-year-old Whitney. It was only natural that we talk to an actual 15-year-old. As much as I would like to turn back time, that's just not an option that I have. So I am sitting here with Audrey. I'm going to let her kind of like introduce herself. I just gave her the rundown because full disclosure, Audrey is my stepdaughter. So a lot of the questions I told her I would ask her, I already know the answer to. But since this is not for me, this is for y'all. Furthermore, I guess this will be a good test as to whether or not I know my daughter or not, right? 
So, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm worried now. Um, so, Audrey, welcome. Um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, just kind of who you are, what you like, and um, I don't know, your favorite food, your favorite song. Favorite food. Hi, I'm Audrey. Um, I'm the 15-year-old, so as she said, we can't go back in time, but you can talk to an actual one, so hi. I'm that 15-year-old we're talking to today. Um... I don't know. Favorite food is probably mac and cheese with ground meat and seasons. Seasoned. It's pretty good, actually. Um, favorite song. I don't really have a favorite song, but I think one of my favorites is like the joke by Brandy Carly or Carlisle. I think oh, you say her last name. Brandy Carlisle is the best. She's, she's such the an joke, amazing yes. singer. I saw her live like ten years ago, Whoa, maybe cool. longer. I guess I think it was about ten years ago. <laughs> She's amazing. I saw her at House of Blues in New Orleans, oh, and cool. um, I really like her. And that's a good, amazing song. Um, no matter who's singing it, it's just a really good song. Good answer. I'm a little proud right now. I have <laughs> nothing to do with that favorite song, but I'm just like, I think there's this, like, that really, like, old part of me that's like, yes, that is a good song. Like, Brandy Carlisle's good people. Um, okay, so, Audrey... So we're just going to like jump right in here. When I say body image, what comes to mind? How would you define body image? The first, just for me, the first thing I think of when I hear body image or just public in general is like that perfect Barbie that you play with, that you use, that we used to play with. Cause that's all, that's all we've ever, we always, or at least for me, I based I based everything off of what did they look like? What did someone else look like instead of what I could love about myself? Instead, like I had, like Miss Wit, sometimes she'll be like, "Go look in that mirror and tell tell you three things about yourself that you love about your body, just in general." And that for me is so hard because I was always like comparing myself to that perfect image that everyone else wants, if in a way. So at what age, so you're saying Barbies, and I'm like sitting here in my head as a parent, thinking back as a parent to this child going like, at what age did she stop playing with Barbies? Which honestly, you haven't played with Barbies. I guess I came into your life at seven years old. You were about seven. So you haven't really played with Barbies since then. So what is, that brings me to my a question that I didn't really think to ask, but now I am. At what age do you feel like you started comparing your body to, like, that of Barbie or inanimate objects? Because I think that's something I don't think about. Because I first really remember, and granted, I have a couple of years on you. (laughs) I remember my first real comparison to another human being. But I also, there's not a whole lot of memory regarding it. I remember other things regarding kind of, like, my body and stuff. So your comparison starts with, you know, you bring up Barbie and I think that's a really cliche and quintessential (laughs) thing that people kind of start with. So was it just, what was the comparison that you had when you like looked at a Barbie or other people? Just like, I'm not small enough or I'm too short or why do my thighs touch or why do, like, why don't. I have this perfect little curve, like, right in between where my hips are and, like, where my thighs meet. Like, that, like, little 
But so at what age do you feel like you started asking those questions of yourself? Probably from I can remember like around 10, 11. Oh crap. Failure. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, um, no. I think that's really good and I think that this is a really good episode because I think if I'm going to explore this topic and there are so many things that kind of come back to our parents for better or worse because they're the primary people teaching us whether by showing or something it's not necessarily I think I have to take my own advice because God knows one day my mom is going to listen to some of these and she's going to be like oh my gosh I failed her as a mom (laughs) and that's not the case at all we're all just doing the best we can but it does like sitting here talking it's important it like holds the mirror in front of my face to be like okay so what role do you play in this and like I try really hard to perpetuate kind of like this confidence I can't control the image that you have of yourself but I can I feel like I can help contribute to a confidence level and so it's one of those like it's you know a learning game for me that I'm like whoa (laughs) um okay so I think when you think about the people at your school overall do you think that girls, boys, humans your age have a positive like thought process regarding their body or do you feel like it's negative or do you feel like it's a fairly neutral thing? It honestly it's kind it's mostly negative cuz we're like even in my friend group we're, like I see it in just the little details we're always comparing ourselves to someone in a sense higher than us like people on TikTok or on YouTube or social media in general. And whereas some social media people are real and truthful and honest about what their bodies look like, most of them aren't, unfortunately, the sad truth. Most of them use Photoshop or have good lighting or like thousands of dollars worth of cameras for and their models or this or that. And it's just the aspects that we don't have because we're humans. We're not these millionaires who can afford all of this. We're not supposed to we're supposed to right like we're not supposed to have all that we're supposed to just learn to accept what we look like but it's so hard it's easier said than done so you said something in the beginning there you're like you said we're comparing ourselves to people higher than us and then you instantly went to people on social media so like and I I cringe to use the word influencers because I believe that any of us can be influencers or some way but what is it that you think as a whole, whether in your mind or just in discussions with your friends, sets those people higher than you? And what does higher mean? Well, so let's back up. What does higher mean to you? Higher in the sense of like whether or not they're older, whether or not they have the access to all of this. Like higher in the sense of they have more abilities to do all that than we do. Okay. Like, Okay. Almost like a class system, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. No, that's fair. Like, <laughs> like I just, I, you know, like, again, this is probably going to be one of the ones where I have to make sure I don't jump in here and try to parent <laughs> and just, like, listen. So it's a really good lesson for me. Okay. So there's the higher. Where do you feel like, is it, like, a right and wrong so they are the right image you should be portraying versus what we are, whether it be the elusive thigh gap or, you know, the 
I always use the term bubble butt in this house because I, I think it's <laughs> awesome. But I can understand that some people would find bubble butt to be something negative depending on where their, you know, um, confidence levels lie, insecurities lie, or just kind of past experience. Do you think that it's something that you... The air conditioner started and that really annoys me. Um, <laughs> do you feel like, so full disclosure, I told Audrey before this, I had everything set up, the microphone and stuff. It's not connecting properly to my computer. So we are sitting in my closet in my bedroom and um, because it's the best sound that I can use with essentially the microphones that I have. I have a standing one and then the iPhone and both of those microphones aren't the greatest. So apologies for the sound quality. Back to what we were discussing. Um, what do you feel like, you know, we're talking about these influencers and how we compare on social media. At what point do you, is there ever a train of kind of that thought that this is not something I can be comparing myself to or what is it that you do to kind of stop yourself or do you stop yourself from comparing? Well, it, it depends on like who I'm looking at in a sense. Like if I know that this person looks innocent or in my opinion, this person has a body similar to mine. It's like, Ooh, I want this or I want that. But at the same time, it's like, it's unrealistic in a way because like, like, I stop, and it's, I think, and it's like, is this just bad lighting for me? Is this just because they have, it's just because they have a different body than I do. We all have different bodies, and, like, sometimes I think, like, I have to stop comparing myself to everyone else because we're all made differently for a reason. We're not all supposed to be able to shake our hips like that or do this or that. Dude, shaking the hips is one thing I, I was not blessed with at all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I second that. I cannot do that either. You will not see me twerking. Or you will. It just... I'm, Isn't great. I'm not a great twerker. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to kind of... I could go into this forever and ask yes. about 20 million different questions. But I think one of the things that I really want to ask is, right now, as you see it, what is one thing that you really wish you could change about your body and why hmm. <laughs> why oh my she's great at making me think about these things <laughs> I, I ask her why all the time I feel like if you understand why you can understand solutions okay so yeah so what is one thing that you would change about your body and the why I, I will say this uh I'm not asking for like an in-depth like psychological analysis of it but just it could be as simple as I don't like it because it's too small, it's too big, it's too round, it's too this. Like, whatever it is in your head, you know. Honestly, probably my boobs. Because I feel like, it's probably so random, but I feel like in one shirt they're too big, but in another shirt they're too small. And I can't, like, or, like, bras in general. Like, I can't find the right bra size. And once I do, it's completely different at, the, at another store. Oh, yeah. That's... And... And it's that's just, not your boobs. That's no, that's I American clothing manufacturers or or just clothing manufacturers, not even American. But just. it's just it seems so random. But at the same time, it makes me feel so weird because it's like I feel like in some shirts, 
if I wear this one bra, it looks completely different if I'm to wear another. It's like in one in one shirt, it's like I'm just trying to show everyone my boobs, but in in the exact same shirt but different bra or different shirt, same bra is like oh every there's nothing there. It's like it's it's this one thing that is like there there's no it's not a perfect size and it's so just like nitpicky but so. Now, I think like, that's the struggle. You just described the struggle of every single <laughs> um, bra-wearing human in America. Just, I feel like what you just explained is there are people listening to this right now being like, oh my gosh, the bra struggle is so real. Um, okay, so, and there are a lot, I'm going to refrain from kind of like my response to oh my gosh, I think that anybody you can go and say, my boobs are fine how they are, clothes were designed to fit me, not me fit clothes. And that's all stuff, the rational thought that we know in our head. Um, So then my next question for you is, what's one thing that you really like about yourself? It's going to sound like really weird. Probably my feet. Okay. I don't know, like, because I'm... I like my feet too, so that doesn't sound really odd at all. Well, because, like, I have... Like, small enough feet that I can still fit into, like, the cheaper kids' sizes. But at the same time, if I want to put on a pair of heels, I can I can still fit in the adult size. So I can get a not super... I don't want to say childish, because, I mean, your style is your style. But I guess I can I can also get my style of shoe wear... Foot, sh- footwear. That's the right word. <laughs> but in whatever style I want. So I'm, on, I'm at the, like, perfect size where I can fit in both... So women's and kids like (laughs) one of the interesting things is both of your the thing you don't like about yourself and the thing you like about yourself are both determined by clothing manufacturers (laughs) and it's something that you know I think a lot of times about how our body image is affected by um I don't know, outside how we media advertisements, all that stuff. But one of the things I've never really thought about is how it's affected by how things fit and the cut of them and the size of them and stuff like that. Okay. So then my, my last question is something that I want to ask everybody when I come here, the name of this podcast is thin fat line. The idea that there is a line and it varies from human to human on where the line is between really, and if the line actually exists, um, there is discussion either way that there is a line between really loving where you are, loving your body for where it is, and kind of us glorifying these really toxic habits that either keep us in unhealthy states, whether it be um, a disordered eating in not eating at all versus disordered eating and binge eating, whether we are glorifying other diseases like cholesterol, diabetes, all that good stuff, um, or just a toxic diet culture. So to you, where is that thin fat line or does it exist? Honestly, I feel like it doesn't exist, but that's just because you can make a diet and it can be quote-unquote personalized to you like it like you can go online to to a dieting resource and it can be personalized if you will to you whereas but in a sense it's not it's personalized to you based off of what 
the person personalizing it or the algorithm it is thinks about how you are. So you could be healthy mentally, physically, whatever. you can be healthy and have a larger body but still want to go on a diet and that's whereas that's that's your choice I feel like it's not accurate the dieting schedule if you or portions I guess is because it's not you making it it's not you like recognizing like hey maybe I shouldn't eat this much meat on this day or for whatever reason or hey maybe I should eat a salad instead of get fries just you recognizing the fact that this is unhealthy versus the healthy factor of it whereas someone else or an algorithm that could just be deciding out based off of what they think you want to look like and your size and all of that does that make any sense it doesn't need to make sense to me. If it if it makes sense to you, I think that's one of the things that this is about is kind of starting that communication and seeing where everybody stands on it because I definitely have my thoughts and opinions and if I'm being honest, they've changed over the years. But I think it's kind of understanding where other people sit so it doesn't need to make sense to me. <laughs> I feel like I'm just babbling in the one. Well, I, that's one thing for um gonna it's gonna be a struggle as it is is to not ramble so okay well thank you so much um I kind of threw this on her last minute and really explained to her what I was doing right before as we're sitting in the closet because downstairs the mic wouldn't connect and everything and my sound guy happens to not be here right now um so thank you so much for coming on is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with how did can they communicate with you in any way? Yes. Okay. Okay, good. Um, just, I don't know if she's talked about this too much because I just started listening to the podcast because I just figured out that she was even posting on the podcast that I use, the podcast app that I use. Um, so, if at all possible, what is y'all's definition of the thin fat line? Does it exist to you or does it not exist? Like, what is y'all's take on what we talked about today? And just from y'all's personal experience. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. And um, obviously, I get to talk to her all the time. So (laughs) we will, as it goes, she's going to listen and she's going to be like, I have new answers. But um, (laughs) she's going to be like, why? (laughs) (laughs) So um, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's been fun.